This episode briefly discusses a true crime case involving the murder of 13 children and women. This case includes sexual assault as well as cannibalism. Listener discretion is advised. Wolves can be found in many cultures around the world. In stories, the wolf could represent loyalty and strength, or cunningness and greed. They are protectors and predators. Because of this, there are many tales about wolves throughout mankind. Popular mythos involves humans turning into wolves for battle, or personified wolves trying to trick and eat the naive protagonists. From oral storytelling to the silver screen, the legend of the werewolf is well known. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Creeping Out Katie. I'm Katie. Thank you so much for joining me for another creepy episode. In this podcast, I will talk about different creepy things that scared me as a child. I will also talk about the history behind them and if they're actually scary. I am so sorry for the five-month delay. Holy moly. I had several events, including my co-host Kit from Sex Appeal Woman on Trial. Um, It was there hand fasting service and I was like oh I'm just gonna take a little a little week break not that bad that week turn into a month and then I was like okay I'll get into it soon no had three sinus infections since then so uh sorry (laughs) but I'm trying to get back into the groove of recording this week's creepy topic is werewolves as a child the fear of being attacked by a wild animal is scary enough let alone painfully turning into a hairy monster every time you see a full moon as a result of it I don't exactly know when this fear of mine started, but I definitely know it's because of movies. I think it was a mix of seeing Professor Lupin's transformation in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, aka the best movie in the entire series, and that one transformation scene in Werewolves of London. I I saw that way too young. I'm surprised. You know what? That explains a lot. It scarred me. For now, relax, enjoy, and try not to get too creeped out. So, what is a werewolf? Modern-day werewolves are humans with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf, either purposely or after being placed upon a curse or affliction. The transformation could occur at night of a full moon or sometimes at will. They could be a large wolf or half-human half-wolf. Some become mindless monsters while others keep their composure and stay in control. It is important to note that wolves can be found in ecosystems all around the world. From tundra climates to desert lands, from the cold north to tropical rainforests, wolves have adapted to different habitats. Because of this, there are many stories of wolves throughout mankind. One of the earliest tales of werewolves comes from Greek mythology, the legend of Lycanon. According to legend, Lycanon angered the god Zeus when he served him a meal made of the remains of a sacrificed boy. I mean, honestly, I'd be pretty pissed off too. As punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycanon and his sons into wolves. In North America, different indigenous tribes consider wolves to be their relatives. Legend claims that the wolves are returned spirits of the dead in their new physical form. Some teachings say that the wolf was the first animal to be killed, which in turn brought death upon the rest of the world. The howling of the wolf is often considered a message from the spirit world. You don't have to be bitten or clawed by a werewolf to become a werewolf. One way is to drink the rainwater out of a footprint of a wolf or from a certain enchanted stream. In Central Europe, It is said that an individual can turn into a werewolf if they, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, slept outside on a summer night with a full moon shining directly on their face. I also read that if a baby was conceived under the full moon or born on Christmas Eve, they might grow up to become a werewolf. 
I mean, that sucks. Not only you might become a werewolf, but you also have to wait one day a year for presents. According to legend, an individual can wear a belt made of wolfskin that can turn them at will. I tried to find information on how to get the belt, but I kept on getting Amazon belt recommendations. The only information I could find was on the Reddit post comment section. To get the belt, you have to make a trade with the devil. First, you need a black chicken. Then, you go to a dark crossroad at midnight. Once the clock strikes 12, the devil will show up in his carriage. You will then be able to trade him the chicken for the skin wolf belt. I found a little story from the Brothers Grimm about a werewolf in the skin wolf belt. Quote, A soldier related to the following story, which is said to have happened to his grandfather. The latter, the grandfather, had gone into the forest to cut wood with a kinsman and a third man. People suspected that there was something not quite right about the third man, although no one could say exactly what it was. The three finished their work and were tired, whereupon the third man suggested they sleep a little. And that is what they did. They all lay down on the ground, but the grandfather only pretended to sleep, keeping his eyes open a crack. The third man looked around to see if the others were asleep, and when he believed this to be so, he took off his belt, or as others tell the story put on his belt, and turned into a wolf. However, such a werewolf does not look exactly like a natural wolf, but somewhat different. Then he ran to a nearby meadow where a young horse was grazing, attacked it, and ate it, including skin and hair. Afterwards, he returned, put his belt back on, or took it off, and laid down as before in human form. A little later, they all got up together and made their way towards home. Just as they reached the town gate, the third man complained that he had a stomachache. The grandfather secretly whispered in his ear, That I can't believe, for someone who has a horse, complete with skin and hair, in his belly. The third man replied, If you had said that to me in the forest, you would not be saying it to me now. So, how can you tell if someone is a werewolf? Let's pretend we are trying to determine if a friend of yours named Jim is a werewolf. For starters, does Jim refuse to go out at night when it just so happens to be a full moon? When you do see him, is he walking around a graveyard? Does it look like he's letting himself go? A little hairier than usual? Hasn't been plucking his unibrow? Does Jim have any unexplained scars or wounds? If so, I believe Jim is going through something serious and maybe the loss of a close one. Uh, you should help your friend and tell him that you are there for him when he is ready. But others would say that it's most likely that Jim is a werewolf. Vice versa, you can tell if a wolf is a werewolf. In Northern Europe, a good way to spot a werewolf is through its human eyes. It is believed that the eyes are the mirrors to our soul, so it will remain unchanged. I have historical stories of men confessing to werewolf attacks and unknown werewolf attacks. In the late 16th century, the town of Benberg, Germany, was terrorized by a savage creature. Farmers found the cattle disemboweled in the field, however, this is not the main issue. This creature also attacked children and young women. The bodies that were found were horribly mutilated, while others were never seen again. The community believed that there was a werewolf who would walk among them as a man, but would transfer into a wolf to satisfy its bloodlust. Wealthy farmer Peter Strub was charged with the attacks. He was tortured and admitted to being a werewolf and murderer. Now, when an individual was being tortured, they would eventually say anything to stop the pain. However, he did have a criminal record in the past. And as it turns out, he was actually a deranged serial killer, and over the course of his murderous career, he was responsible for the deaths of 13 children, 2 pregnant women, and numerous livestock. At his trial, he admitted to killing and eating livestock raw, sexually assaulting the young woman before he tore them apart, and even ripping out the fetuses from the pregnant woman's wombs. Quote, he ate their hearts, panting red and raw. He later described them as dainty morsels. 
He showed no mercy to the small children, strangling and ripping out their throats before eating them. Peter stated that he would cloak himself with the skin of a wolf when seeking his victims. At his trial, he confessed that the devil himself gave him a magical belt of wolf fur at the age of 12. When he put it on, he would transfer into a wolf, and when he took it off, he would turn to his human state. Strepp was found guilty on October 28, 1589. His execution was as extreme as his crimes. His body was strapped spread eagle on a large wheel with red-hot pinchers. His executioners pulled his flesh from his bone in ten spots, and his arms and legs were broken with a large axe. His head was then cut off. On October 31st, Stubbs' body, along with his daughter and his mistress, both of whom were convicted of knowing his crimes, were burned at the stake. In North America, we have the Michigan Dogman. The Michigan Dogman is a werewolf or werewolf-type creature first reported in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. The creature is described as 7-foot tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed, bipenal canine-like animal with a torso of a man and fearsome howl that sounded like a human scream. The earliest sighting I could find was in 1887 when two lumberjacks saw a creature whom they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. In 1938 in Paris, Michigan, a man named Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five dogs walked on two feet. He was able to scare off most of the dogs by firing a shotgun in the air, but the two-legged one seemed to be unfazed by the firearm and instead stood on its hind legs and glared at the man. In 1987, a disc jockey named Steve Cook at WTCM-FM recorded a song titled The Legend, which he played as an April Fool's Day joke. He based his songs on myths and legends around North America and had never heard of the actual Dogman before. Despite being a prank, many Michigan locals called in with their own encounters of the Dogman. Cook received at least 100 reports a year after his prank. To this day, many locals claim that they have encountered the Dogman. My last story is about Manuel Blanco Romasanta, Spain's first recorded serial killer. In 1833, Romasanta became a traveling salesman and tour guide through Portugal and Spain. In 1853, he admitted to 13 murders, but claimed he was not responsible because he was suffering from a curse that caused him to turn into a wolf. The court did not believe Romasanta, found him guilty, and wanted to sentence him to death. However, Queen Isabella II of Spain committed his death sentence to allow doctors to study lycanthropy. This is a great segue for our next part of the podcast, the possible psychological or rational explanation to werewolves. Clinical lycanthropy is defined as a rare psychological syndrome that the afflicted person can transform into an animal. There is also hypotrichosis, also known as the werewolf syndrome. An individual with this has hair growth along the person's body. The abnormal hair growth may cover the face and body, or occurs in small patches. One famous man with hypotrichosis, Petrus Gonzalez, who was born in 1537. When he was 10 years old, he was given as a gift to the King of France, Henry II. Cause, you know, people are gross. Thankfully, King Henry actually liked Petrus and did not put him in a cage like many people would have. Disgusting! He was given a proper education and was part of the king's court. In court, he fell in love with a woman named Catherine, and they had a nice family together. Several of his children had hypertrichosis, and they were studied by science to learn more about genetic traits. Eventually, the family happily retired in a small Italian village. Werewolves are very popular in the horror genre, especially in movies. Some werewolf movie recommendations I have are Ginger Snaps, Teen Wolf, The Company of Wolves, and Red Riding Hood. Listen, I know 
it's not the best movie, but I liked it. It also had, oh shoot, what was it called? I did an episode of Sex Appeal about it. It was in, um, Let's Learn Something New. I can't remember. I think it was, I want to say it was the episode with the Greek prostitute that showed her titties in court. That was a wild episode. But, um, it has the Iron Bowl. I, oh shoot, what was it? Oh my gosh, I need to look it up. Hold on. The Brazen Bowl, that's what I was thinking of. It's the worst torture device ever. Um, and they had that in the Little Red movie, which is kind of weird. But it was, it was, I, I liked it. If you're interested in learning about the brazen device, you can Google it. Or you can go onto that episode of Sex Appeal, Woman on Trial. Which was, let me see. She wouldn't wear no uh, beheaded. Lizzie Borden, Pirates, nope. Booty, booty of God. That It was a crazy episode. That was a lot of fun researching, though. So, do I still think that werewolves are real? Absolutely not. Do I think that they're scary? Meh. Done correctly in movies? Yeah. However, the legend of the werewolf shows that the monsters are not always wolves or beasts. Sometimes, the monster is man. Creeping Out Katie was brought to you by River Sticks Audio and created by me, Katie Clark. For written transcripts, research credit, updates, and more, visit our website at riversticksaudio.wixsite.com. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, follow our Instagram and Twitter under riversticksaudio. Intro and outro song is Misconceptions by Mew. Background music, Maestro Chakalel by Jess Gallagher. Logo art by Malin Costello from MC Design.